Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And hands down, one of the best ways to do that is through travel and exploring the wonders of our planet. And that's why I'm especially excited to introduce our guests today, Kelsey Perry and Carol Steinhouse. They are joining us to share all about an organization that's both beloved and well-known to us boomers, and that is Road Scholar. Kelsey is the Director of Public Relations for Road Scholar, and Carol, a college professor and frequent traveler, are kind enough to share their time and experiences so that you and I can start making our own travel plans through this amazing organization. Boy, I've been looking forward to this one. I can't wait to get started. So welcome to you both, Kelsey and Carol. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here. Well, Kelsey, I'm going to start out with you because, of course, Mm -hmm. although Road Scholar is well-known to many of us boomers, I'd like to hear a little Mm -hmm. bit more about the history of the organization and, of course, the kind of general format you have for your programs. Sure. Let me set the stage a little bit for those who don't know us very well. Um, Road Scholar was was founded in 1975 as as Elder Hostel. So some some people might remember that name from their parents or aunts and uncles who traveled with us in the past. Um, And when we first were founded in 1975, it was a different format. The original format was more uh, a back-to-campus experience. So we were taking older adults to college campuses in the summer when they weren't being used, and they would stay in the dorms, and they would take classes in the lecture halls from the professor. Um, and we've evolved over over the last 50 years. We're just coming up on our 50th anniversary in 2025, so that's going to be really exciting exciting celebration, uh, but we've evolved really to be more of an educational travel organization, so people aren't staying in dorms anymore, don't worry, um, nobody, <laughs> nobody's interested in that anymore, they're staying in conference centers and hotels and things like that, um, so we've evolved really more into, like I said, an experiential travel uh, organization, so you're learning through travel, you're learning through experiences, through um, cultural immersion and things like that, but we are still a nonprofit, like we have been since 1975, um, so we have an education mission and everything that we do is really still focused on learning. Um, and you also asked about the, the general format of our programs now. So again, we're not staying on college campuses anymore, but we might visit some during our programs. And so um, just about everything is included in our programs. It's a group travel experience. And so you're staying in hotels. Um, our hotels are included, most meals, lectures, discussions, museum visits, live musical performances, cooking classes on some programs, that type of thing. Um, and then we also include all tips, taxes, and our Road Scholar Assurance Plan, um, which includes medical evacuation and baggage insurance and things like that. And then we have a group leader who's with you throughout the whole the whole um, extent of the program, and they take care of all the logistics and the details. So you can just sit sit back and relax and enjoy the program. Oh, my gosh, Kelsey. And I wanted to bring up one point. Today, while we are recording this show, it's United Nations Day. <laughs> and I thought, oh, you know, color, <laughs> yeah, it's such a way of connecting countries and cultures for those mm-hmm. of us travelers. And I love the education point about traveling because you can enjoy the sights, and, of course, that's wonderful. But when you really dive mm-hmm. into the culture and find out more about the history, it just makes the experience so much richer. Yeah, I think so, too. 
Well, and Carol, you are here as uh, an ambassador for Road Scholar, and you have traveled extensively um, so can, with the organization. So can you tell our listeners uh, uh, where you've traveled with Road Scholar and how you became an ambassador, what, what keeps you coming back? Because obviously as a college professor, you know your stuff, so experience, you appreciate that educational part of it. Yes, I do. Um, I started many years ago. It was probably Elder Hostel at the time. Uh, I live in Marquette, Michigan, and I have been involved in our annual dog sled races. And I took a road scholar trip to Ely, Minnesota that was all about dog sleds and skiing and so on. But I have been, I'm battling something here. I have yard work being done. So Murphy's Law, now they're using the lawn, the leaf blower. Um, I've been to the Grand Canyon, New Orleans, St. Louis, all over the place. I've also traveled internationally. I've done back-to-back road scholar trips in Portugal. I had a hike, two-week hiking trip in Switzerland. This summer I went to Iceland. That was a fantastic trip. The most meaningful trip, I've done, I believe, 15. The most meaningful trip I did was the civil rights trip that went to Birmingham, Montgomery, Selma, and I'm missing something. But anyway, that was absolutely a super trip, very meaningful. The guide was very aware of the emotional impact that trip was going to have on people, and she had quiet times where we could just come and talk to her or talk to each other. Um, The international trips have been wonderful. Sometimes I have... Um, Scholar arranged my flights and sometimes I don't. Going to Portugal, they could not get good connections and it was going to take me like 32 hours or something. Uh. And I called to say, this seems ridiculous. And they said, that's the best we can do with the airlines we have contracts with. So I learned to kind of check it out. But I'm going to Costa Rica using their uh, airline arrangements um, coming up in a couple months. And it is just so nice that they do everything. If you have a problem, they're there to back you up. And so um, I'm looking forward to going to Costa Rica in March. I'm doing a week on the Appalachian Trail coming up in May, I believe. Oh, my for the first time, For the first time, I'm having to skip a German class at school to do this, but I'm taking an online photography class with Rhodes Scholar. It's going to be three afternoons a week. How to use your cell phone and take pictures. Well, my poor cell phone is practically to its max with all the pictures I take, so I might as well try to improve them. So I'm looking forward to that one. Jeez, Carol, I mean, the the breadth of, first off, your personal experiences, but also the options that you have taken advantage of. What, I mean, you are make for a true ambassador, I have to say. And Kelsey, um, when we were, you were introducing Road Scholar, you mentioned that it is a nonprofit organization. Uh, and that, you know, for the travel industry, I, there's not a lot of those around, I wouldn't think. So what, what makes Road Scholar a nonprofit and why are they, for their 50th anniversary coming up in a couple of years, what makes them remain a nonprofit? 
Yeah, I think we are unique in the travel industry, especially in our demographic. There's lots of travel organizations for younger students, for college students, for high school students. But for um, for our educate or for our demographic, that educational travel nonprofit is really unique. Um, and as I mentioned, we're we do have a nonprofit mission, um, and and that history and those roots of of the learning ex- experiences that people um, take part in in our program. So that's really kind of what it comes down to: is everything we do is centered around and designed around that nonprofit mission of learning and education. Um, and because we're a nonprofit, that also means that the value of our programs is really unmatched within, you know, compared to like a traditional tour operator, um, because we don't we don't have profit margins that we're dealing with that we're building into our programs. And so all of the savings that we get uh, through designing anything, we pass on to our participants. So, you know, even though that price tag might look like a lot when you're, when you're enrolling in a program, if you really look at what's included in the program, it's, 100% worth it. Um, And then one other thing, too, that I would mention in relation to our nonprofit status is that we offer financial aid in the form of caregiver grants for full-time family caregivers um, and scholarships. So that's something also that is part of our nonprofit mission. Oh, my gosh, Kelsey. Well, and, too, when you talk about a price tag, I know airfare, uh, I did some traveling this summer myself, airfare's gone up a lot and so have Mm -hmm. uh, hotel stays and all that. But what a joy to be able to just enjoy the experience, not have to worry about booking this and booking that, and just know, um, mm-hmm. as uh, Carol had mentioned, everything's being taken care of. That alone is worth the price of admission, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and Carol, true. I'm going to turn to you. Go ahead. If I could interrupt, let me tell you that I have asked other travelers on various programs you know, what about this tour company, what about that? And they t- they have all told me that for the money, this is the best value. And these are people that have done cruises and all kinds of other companies. There are other companies that may offer more luxury, but you're also paying more money. And I have not ever had a person tell me on a road Scholar trip, even if it was their first one, that this was not appropriately priced and really good value for the money. So I'm not bothering to look anywhere else to tell you the truth. Wow, Carol. And the other thing I wanted to ask you, because you, of course, being a college professor, and by the way, kudos for your intellectual level, that's for sure. Uh, but the educational aspect, again, we'd mentioned that before, but that's got to be something that is, you know, particularly important to you, but also for the rest of us, because as we age, we want to continue to grow and use our minds. So tell us a little bit about that part of it. Well, I am retired now, which is why I'm able to take even more trips during all times of the year. But, yes, the education is fantastic. Um, My most recent trip was the one to Iceland, and that was the best tour director I have ever had. He gave us the history of this and that, the current events, his own private life as examples, uh, the The written information that we receive ahead of time is absolutely wonderful. It's very clear. One thing I like about Road Scholar is they are very accurate telling you the activity level of the trip. Is there uneven ground? Are there lots of stairs? Are you getting on and off buses? That kind of business. But they give you a good educational background. They give you a reading list if you want to pursue it. Uh, the tour guides have answers to almost everything. I think we stumped one once, and she had the answer by the next day. 
Uh, I really enjoy that. I, I keep a notebook. I even write notes on the buses. And um, I come home and I am preparing presentations for our continuing ed group for older folks here in town, taking advantage of those millions of pictures I have and all of my notes. And day by day, here we are. I take pictures of the meals because you just don't remember by the time you get home. So yes, education's important to me. I'm, I am a lifelong learner, and those of us who keep that up are going to be better off. It's enjoyable. Well, Carol, and two, speaking of enjoying and being a lifelong learner, this is not like doing something, you know, well, even the brain games that, you know, I play on the computer, they're relatively enjoyable. But being out and experiencing new sights, sounds, meeting new people, you know, travel, that's just the best way to keep our brains active. And, of course, none of us, and, again, I'm in my mid-70s, I'm I'm want to avoid any kind of dementia. This is the best, most fun way to do that. And so it's Again, Kelsey, we've talked a lot about some of the benefits of traveling with Road Scholar, but you being a professional in the field and working there, uh, do you have any thoughts on why uh, our listeners might want to choose Road Scholar in addition to what we've already mentioned as versus traveling independently? Yeah, I would say, I mean, like I said, we, we take care of everything for you. Carol said this as well. All the details are taken care of. So you can just sit back, relax, and, and focus on the learning. Everything, Almost everything is included in the price, so you don't have to pull your wallet out during the trip. Once you've paid for it, it's paid for. And there's, like you said, that's really hard to put a, a price tag on. Um, you know, we have that group leader that's there keeping an eye on you. We have an, uh, 30% of our travelers every year go solo with us. So we have lots of solo female travelers especially who really like that security blanket of traveling with a group and having a group leader looking out for them. Um, and then I would also say, also say those group leaders uh, are, are local experts. So they know about the area, and they also have access to experiences that you wouldn't get if you were traveling independently um, from, you know, behind-the-scenes experiences like going backstage of a famous theater or, you know, local experiences where you go into a, a family's home in Italy and, and do a cooking class with them, things like wow. that where, you know, if you're just traveling independently, you don't have access to that kind of stuff. Um, and then, of course, again, the learning, you know, if you're, if you're traveling with a commercial tour operator, you're not going to get all of the learning uh, experiences that you will with Road Scholar. And as, you know, Carol is a retired college professor, a disproportionate percentage of our participants are retired educators. So, um, um, that that kind of makes sense with the with the learning focus. Wow, and I love you know, also the fact would. Oh, go ahead, Carol, because I'm going to talk things, to you next. What, um, excuse me. One of the things that I did not realize because I've never traveled with any tour group before is you go with Road Scholar as opposed to Independent. You are not standing waiting in line. Your group mm -hmm. has a reservation wow. for whatever, and there you go. And let's talk about that retired educator business. If I've had 20 people on every trip and I have done 15, I've met about 300 people. There was one guy I met that I did not really care for. He knew everything in the world, and he wanted to, you to know that he knew it. But that's <laughs> one out of 300. This is a good group of people. It attracts people that are interested in learning, and they are considerate. They're professional retired or, or professional folks. And everybody gets along, and just the camaraderie is why I would continue with Road Scholar as opposed to myself. That's one main reason. 
Well, and Carol, um, like, well, I'll just share this. I am, I'm a widow, like many women my age, and you travel solo uh, frequently. It's so, uh, I just think, you know, the camaraderie that you mentioned that must add to the experience so much. Oh, it does. Um, I often room by myself. My children told me I snored. I've since lost weight. I'm not sure I do. But at any rate, I chose once to go potluck on a roommate through Road Scholar and walked into the room, and the, the other woman, her name was Susan, turns out, and I stared at each other because we knew we had met somewhere. Well, it turns out it was one another Road Scholar trip. Um, so I often go by myself, but I make friends in the group, and, and everybody accepts those of us that are individuals as opposed to couples, and everything works out very nicely. I have met two people through Road Scholar trips that I now travel with. So oh. you make friends, and, and you go from there. It, it works out very well. Now, that part of it, I think, again, that just adds to the experience so much because you could talk about if you stay in contact, you can share, you know, photos of your trip and talk about it afterwards. Because sometimes I know with travel, while you're actually traveling, it's wonderful, but sometimes the memories and or the anticipation of the trip, both of them can be almost as much fun. And in some ways, especially the memories part, even, you know, kind of more rewarding. And... Uh... I I have since traveled with one of the two women that I've become good friends with. The other one, we're having a little bit of difficulty because some of the trips I want to do, she's already done or seen or whatever, but we'll figure it out. Well, I've got to say, and then I did want to, I, I also know you have brought your grandchildren. Now, that what a special experience that must have been. So tell us a little bit about that, Carol. Well, I have four grandchildren who now range in age from 15 to 7, and I decided that when a child is about 10, they're probably old enough to be away from home for a week with grandma and not get homesick, and it gives us a one-on-one time. And so I started off with my oldest grandchild, Hayden, and she and I did Misty at Chincoteague, and I thought this is kind of my experiment. And it worked out wonderfully. What I had not really totally valued is there are other kids to occupy her time. And if there is a swimming pool involved there, they all are during free time. And the grandparents get to sit and talk to each other. I don't have to plan a darn thing. The program is planned. I don't have to worry about does she like chicken or does she only eat chicken if they're chicken nuggets and all of this kind of nonsense. (laughs) The the meals are planned for kids, and there's often choices. So she and I did that one. And then chi- grandchild number two, Lana, we went to Jekyll Island and watched sea turtles and so forth. And that's where I met Mary. There were three girls and three grandmas that hung together, and one of the grandmas, Mary, and I have traveled together ever since. This summer, Tessa and I went to St. Louis and blew rockets and all that kind of thing. Tessa was kind of worried. There was only one other girl and seven boys, but the whole herd got along. Actually, the two girls beat all the boys on a rocket uh, contest, (laughs) which was a hoot. But now I have to wait three years because Ashton is only seven. So we'll figure out what Ashton and I are going to do. I always pick nine or ten trips that I'm interested in that I think are 
you know, the right time frame. I check with the parents, and then I give the 10 trips or whatever to the grandchild and let him or her pick, and away oh, we go. Man. And they have all been wonderful and they're special memories. Absolutely so special. Oh, my gosh. The, talking with the two of you, I'm ready to hang up the phone and book something. <laughs> so, so <laughs> That's healthy. what we want, Eileen. <laughs> yes. Tell us the best way for people like me who are so excited about this, where we can go to find our own special adventure. Yes, head over to roadscholar.org, and don't forget that's roadscholar, R-O-A-D, scholar, um, and check out our website. We have a great search tool that can allow you to filter by what you want to learn about, by date, by budget, um, by activity level. We have a breadth of activity levels for every learner, every mobility, anyone with, you know, different mobility levels. Um, so you can check that out. You can also sign up for our catalog on the website, and, uh, you know, our, our participants still like to get catalogs sometimes, too, so we still still do lots of catalogs, and so you can sign up for that and do some browsing once it hits your mailbox. Well, I have to say to both of you, I, I, I mentioned before, but I was so excited about getting to speak with you, and now you have exceeded any expectations I have. <laughs> what, I, I, what a delight to talk with both of you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having us. This has been fun. Thank you. Well, and Carol, just so you know, we, I did not hear one bit of any leaf blower. <laughs> you came across just fine, Good. especially with all that great information. And, oh, my gosh, your travel expertise uh, and sharing this information about such a wonderful organization. I'm sure all of our listeners are feeling just like me, and we're ready to hop on the next plane or start packing our bags. So, uh, again, for you listeners out there, be sure and check out the Road Scholars website. I'm going to to just tell you again what Kelsey just said, roadscholar.org. Believe me, just just look at it because it's a feast for the eyes. And uh, as like Kelsey said, you can you know look, find out all different kinds of levels of trip, different types of information, uh, and start planning your own ultimate getaway. So after this, it's it's going to be hard for my next show to top this one. But <laughs> until mm-hmm. next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of Radio, Fifty Radio. And I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.